Hey, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another one-on-one podcast. And uh, here on a very humid day in New York, I'm joined by Jim Dixo, who's CEO of Sunday Sky. Welcome, Jim. Thank you, Kim. Thanks. We've just been talking a little bit about the background of the company and where it comes from. It's an interesting story because it's a product which developed out in Israel, but the business focus has kind of moved. So why don't you just take me through that again? Sure. So uh, Sunday Sky was founded by Shmulek Weller and Yaniv Axon, who had an idea that video, instead of being a linear medium, should be created as a modular medium. And by doing that, you allow videos to be generated uh, based on data from a template. So a single design can create an unlimited number of variations of video. So that was the design hypothesis in the same way as websites can can be reflected uniquely for each person that visits them. Video can be reflected for each person that views them. Um, so when they then decided to go to market, there were many, many different ways that that technology could be leveraged. And I came on board in 2011 to help take the company to market targeting large enterprise business. Okay. Now, is your market mainly in New York or is it just that the the uh, market-facing part of the business is, is in New York? So our, our uh, customer base is largely spread across the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a small operation in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, we have a number of people here in the New York office as well as many uh, team members that work from remote offices to support our customers on a local basis. Okay. Now, I can see this is obviously um, an idea whose time has come because on the one hand, any study you look at is showing how very successful campaigns are which incorporate video as opposed to non-video campaigns and at the same time everyone's looking around for ways to personalize marketing messages whatever format they may be in so this makes absolute sense personalized video so tell me a little bit more about how you how you do it Uh, perfect so actually maybe before i jump into the how Mm -hmm. let me just share a little bit about the why yes so Um, We have very, very large enterprise customers in the telecommunications, financial services, retail, insurance, travel, and hospitality industries. And in all cases, they want to unlock their customer data and use that to drive business results in a more engaging manner than they can with text and images. So we bring video to the table and instead of treating it as a traditional branding medium where your focus is on trying to create awareness and consideration, uh, we hold video accountable to revenue and we hold video accountable to cost reduction, uh, to churn reduction, to customer experience improvement. So every video program has a set of business goals that are measurable. So that's the the why customers work with us. Um, The how is that we basically start with a use case. So a use case has an eligible audience. Mm -hmm. So our first ever customer uh, was AT&T. Their first program targeted an audience of customers who were getting their first bill. And, And they were targeting that audience with a goal of reducing phone calls and reducing early life churn. Yep. So we identified a means of reaching those customers. So basically an email sent to them within three days of the bill and a video available in the portal on the billing pages. And then we created a story that was focused on addressing the top reasons customers churn and the top reasons customers call. Mm-hmm. And so the, the scenario is you create a scene 
for each of those topics. An example topic would be prorated charges. So if on your first bill, it's starting in the middle of a billing cycle, you get a partial month charge and a full month charge in your first bill. Um, the fact that you're signing up to a $100 a month product and your first bill is $240 right. creates a frustration that could lead to churn, yeah. a phone call, and a low net promoter score. So the idea was to provide education on how the bill works using your bill data. So now, if you have a prorated charge in that bill, our software takes a scene from the scene library related to prorated charges, includes it in your video, and then renders your proration details on that scene. So your bill, your bill starts on the 10th and it runs to the 25th, um, and then your your regular recurring bill goes from the 26th of the month through the 26th of the following month. The product that was prorated was the cell phone plan, mm -hmm. and the proration amount is $52 for the partial month, and then the $100 for the subsequent month is how is why your first bill is more than your regular bill. If there's a one-time charge, same thing. If there's government taxes and fees, same thing. Um, and then the video talks about things like um, paperless statements and mobile app sign-up yeah. so that they can drive digital adoption. So the idea of the video is that it's based on a scene library. And for an individual person in the audience, when you click play to watch the video, it doesn't yet exist. Yeah. The click to play action makes a call to our cloud service and, uh, and ask for a video on behalf of Kim for mm -hmm. his first bill. Um, our software makes a call to the AT&T billing system, pulls your bill details, chooses your scenes, wow. personalizes your scenes, starts streaming the video. That whole process takes one to two seconds. Mm -hmm. And then the video is being rendered faster than you're watching the video so that for you it seems like it was being streamed from a library yes. when in actual fact it's being built in real time. Yeah, that, that's remarkable technology. You, see, you can see the concept there. There's a template with certain uh, modular opportunities and you fill that with the content which this person actually needs to see plus more general calls to action, whatever you want to tell that whole audience. And just to, I think you've been quite clear about this, but just to underline it, you're not putting in content which is relevant to anyone who's got those kinds of charges. You're putting in the details from my actual bill. Correct. Wow. Yeah, we, if you, you hear the term personalization, lots of companies talk about driving personalized customer engagement. Yeah. Um, but different, different um, experiences d describe personalization in, in very different ways. So if I'm creating a video for, uh, for someone like you, yeah. so you, your profile is you're uh, a male and you're in a certain age range, and so I can create a video that's eligible for someone in your segment, yeah. some companies call that personalization because you have different versions for different segments. Um, we could create a generic video and, and just introduce the first name Mm -hmm. and then it's personalized to anybody named Kim, 
So there's a degree of personalization, but everything else is static. Yeah. Um, our definition of personalization is that it's actually truly individualized. So your video is built for you based on your profile and your behavior at that moment in time. Yeah. The video is built and streamed. Once the video is done being viewed, it's deleted from memory. The data is deleted from, uh, from memory. It's not actually stored in memory. It's in, in, uh, in the cloud. Yeah. If you click play to watch the exact same video five hours later, you could see a completely different version of the video right. because of things that have changed about your profile or your behavior Okay. Yeah. in that intervening period. So it's, it's totally dynamic. And I guess what fascinates me as somebody who could not even dream of how you go about building this is I can see how um, you have my data in the cloud, in this case my telecommunications billing data. I can see how you can pull that very quickly and deliver it to me but I, uh, what I'm struggling to imagine is how you have a library of video segments by which you, you present that data to me. Yeah, so the smart video platform is structured in such a way that um, if you build a video, you don't create a video as a linear medium. Uh -huh. So think of, you know, traditionally you have a storyboard and you create the video and every scene is linked to every other scene. Yeah. In smart video, Every scene is a standalone module. Uh -huh. So the, the visual execution of the scene, the multiple different narration options for the scene, the uh, placeholders where data can be populated in the scene, um, all of those are unique at the scene level. And then you have the ability for the music and sound effects to be a separate layer. Yes. So uh, you could have a, a welcome scene that for me is um, three seconds long. Hi, Jim. Thank you for being a new AT&T customer. We could have something for, uh, for you that's four and a half seconds long. Hi, Kim. We want to thank you for your 15 years of loyal service to AT&T. Right. And so those two scenarios are, are accommodated by the fact that the scenes have what's called smart timing, mm -hmm. meaning the length of the scene is driven by the narration and the visual execution of the scene is timed so that when you're saying hi Jim the name Jim shows up when for you it says thank you for your 15 years of loyal service the number 15 is actually showing up on the scene yep. at that moment in time so that everything is timed in such a way that it feels like it was rendered um, and in, in advance, but in actual fact, everything is being built while you're watching it and timed so that it, it actually still feels appropriate from a, a customer experience perspective. It's, it's ingenious, and it seems to me that even with these great automation tools, you must need quite a lot of creative assets. So are you going outside to work with video producers or that kind of thing? So they, we don't require third-party participation. Mm -hmm. So if companies have video assets that they want to incorporate, we can do that. If they want to use their own creative studio internally or hi hire their external creative agency, we can do that. Um, or we can do the work via the Sunday Sky Studio. I so see. our approach is start with a goal, define the story and engagement model to deliver the goal, 
then the creative execution inside of the platform is an execution decision, not a strategy decision. Yeah. And we could do it, or their, their agencies or their internal agency can, can do it as well. Got it. Now, I'm interested in um, who's using this. I mean, I've, I've seen uh, some movie studios doing personalized video in a rather simpler a more limited way than what you've just described, and that seems an obvious, uh, you know, the media industry is going to embrace this. But you just described at and I mean, what kinds of businesses are finding a use case for this? Yeah, so um, AT&T has been uh, doing PR with us as early as 2012 when we first uh, went live at, at scale with the program. Um, John Donovan, the CTO at the time, highlighted in, a, uh, in an article that for every dollar they spend with Sunday Sky, they generate $10 of value in return. So again, back to the point that it's a value-centric uh, capability. Right. Um, we do work with companies in different industries. So in the financial services industry, Citibank is a, a company that has been in the public domain with the work we've done together. Mm -hmm. Um, in insurance industry, Allstate and Liberty Mutual have shared content in the public domain. Um, in the retail industry, the Home Depot and Staples are companies that have shared what we do in the public domain. So we, we really are our primary customer base historically has been Fortune 100 size brands in the retail, finance, telco, insurance and travel industries. Mm -hmm. Um, as the market is maturing and as our business scales, we're now enabling uh, either directly or through partners the ability to scale down. So we have a partnership with a company called Allied Solutions that's taking the work that we do for large banks yep. and bringing it to credit unions and community banks. So they have several hundred uh, customers that are using smart video via programs that they've built in a private label uh, type business model. So many, many different aspects to how our, our go-to-market strategy plays out. Okay, and it's not a question I, sh I should have asked earlier. You mentioned emails. What about distribution? Can you distribute these kinds of videos on, on, on any platform? So we, we think about our business um, as that's we call that reach. How do we reach mm -hmm. the audience that we're targeting? So there are owned media programs. So we have companies um, in their owned media like email, SMS, um, the website pre-authentication, the website post-authentication. Um, and I'll, for each of them, I'll, I'll share an example. So in the case of um, you being a United Healthcare customer from General Electric, you'll have the ability to watch your claims video in the United Healthcare portal when you go to the claim pages. Oh, okay. um, we have companies that use their uh, their own email channel. Many of them, many of them do that. We have companies like uh, Verizon who are making their uh, bill video available in the portal and in the mobile app. Okay. Um, so there's there's really no limit on the owned media side. Actual fact, uh, we've had Cablevision in the past making their video bill available on their channel. Uh, channel 19, so oh, that's their okay. support yeah. channel, channel 900, excuse right. me. So anywhere that a video can be played in the digital domain, we can integrate with to enable uh, the, the video generation um, and, and streaming for the purposes of an owned media program. 
we also have a completely separate side of our business around paid media. Mm-hmm. So um, if you go to uh, one of our retail customers, shop their product catalog, our software drops a cookie on your browser, and then we can find you when you go to any one of 2,500 publisher sites, Yahoo, AOL, uh, Fox News, and then you know, a whole host of different um, a whole host of different video sites yeah. where we buy uh, programmatically using algorithmic targeting the ad that runs before a piece of content. I see. So in-stream, pre-roll, above the fold, sound on, non-skippable, inventory, and we're focused on driving the customer back to the website to convert, yeah. and we're being held accountable for sales results. So our focus is on driving a measurable lift in revenue on our customer's website using a very efficient model. So revenue divided by spend or return on ad spend uh, approach. And our success isn't something we report on, although we have an extensive analytics capability. The measure of success is actually our customer telling us how we're performing using their attribution system of record. Got it. So in other words, I could go to um, a publisher's video platform and choose a video, and as pre-roll, I get an ad which is actually directed at me. Correct. Wow. So instead of watching an ad for something completely unrelated to your interest, you actually see an ad for a product that you were recently shopping for uh, with a goal of giving you an incentive to try and come back to the site to convert. Okay, well, it sounds like... If anyone listening in hasn't yet seen one of these personalized video ads, it sounds like it's only a matter of time. Yes. Thanks very much, Jim, for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. And everyone look out for the next one-on-one podcast.